0: personal, adjective, of affecting or belonging to a particular person rather than to anyone else, of or concerning one's private life, relationships, and emotions rather than matters connected with one's public or professional career. Today's episode is going to be completely different, completely new and weird for me, but exciting we're gonna get a little vulnerable we're gonna get a little deep a little gritty so i ask if you can buckle your seatbelts and stick around for the ride and we'll see where this episode takes us we're gonna talk about a lot of personal stuff today on a brand new episode of church stuff What's up everyone and welcome back to yet again another episode of Church Stuff. It's awesome to be sitting and talking with you guys yet again. I want to apologize in advance because this episode is not going to be normal. It's not going... When have I ever done normal? Number one. Just backtrack that. I don't think I've ever done normal so doing normal would be weird for me. But anyway... This episode is going to be even less of my normal, for me at least. It's a weird, weird, th- ah, it's just weird. <laughs> I did not intend for this to be this this week's episode. I wrote out some really cool episodes um, regarding just different episodes for this week. And after a few church services this weekend, I am led to do what I'm going to do, what I'm going to talk about. Um, Still going to be some stuff, some random stuff, um, probably some way heavier stuff than we are used to listening to or I'm used to talking about. um, Wouldn't be my first choice. Personally, I would love to just not do this episode at all. But that's just me because of my own personal motives, my flesh. But I feel, God, a burden in my heart to just go where the wind takes me today, where the spirit takes me, not really a wind, a rushing, mighty wind. But anyway, today I want to talk to you about some personal stuff. I strongly dislike talking about myself i strongly dislike getting personal getting vulnerable especially oh gosh on a podcast where anyone and everyone could listen to it 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 kind of hurts it gives me agita i it just does not make me feel nice (laughs) i barely like to share with my own family and friends so to everyone listening who are family and friends and people maybe who I don't know, um, bear with me. It's difficult to talk about myself, especially in this type of manner. So, this weekend I was battling a lot of stuff in my mind while praying, with, while talking with God. And, you know, I always say, oh, we're going to hit those topics. We're going to hit depression and anxiety. We're going to hit... All these crazy, cool, taboo topics. And you know what? I haven't done any of you justice. I don't think I... Did what I said I was going to. Until now. (sighs) It's time. Maybe it wasn't time then, but it's time now. So... Please prepare yourself... For... The rest of this episode. And I ask that you guys have maturity and respect and for everything that i'm about to share with you not for my own sake but for other people's sake that are dealing with the same things that i've dealt with or vice versa or for the lord just this this talking about this in this episode is going to mean a lot to me personally Um, It's something I hold near and dear to my heart. So, but anyway, I'd like to start off with a story. Many, many years ago, in ancient Greece, there was a war, the Trojan War. Many of you may have heard of it. Whether it is myth or factual is yet to be determined, but for our intents and purposes, even if it is a myth, let's just think of it. ...as something that happened. But... ...the Greeks were at war... ...and they were trying to take over... ...an independent city of Troy. And what the Greeks did... ...was... ...trick... ...the Trojans. How did they do that? Well... ...they were losing, right? And the Trojans were winning... And they needed to come up with a plan to strike back, strike by night, and win the war. Take the city and win. So what did they do? They built a giant horse. I don't know why a horse. I'm sure you could look into it. But they built a giant wooden horse as a gift for the Trojans. So what the Greeks did was they took this horse and they rolled it over to the city And they presented it to the Trojans as a gift, something to commemorate, maybe peace, maybe victory. And so the Greeks then sailed away that night. They left their gift for the Trojans, and they sailed away and they retreated. And then the Trojans pulled the horse into their city as a victory trophy. They thought the war was done. This is our prize that the Greeks had given us. But later that night, what the Trojans didn't know was that there were Greeks inside of the Trojan horse. And that the Greeks didn't actually sail away that evening, but pretended to. With the cover of night, the Greeks turned their ships around and they sailed back to the city of Troy. And as they approached the city, the Greeks that were hidden within the Trojan horse crept out of the horse, slayed any men in their way, and opened the gates of the city. The Greek army, once sailed back, entered the city and destroyed it. Winning the war. Hmm. That's... Hmm. See, the Trojans were tricked here. They thought something nice, wrapped in a bow. Elegant or exciting. They thought a gift, something pleasurable, was theirs. So they led it in to their city. They let it into their hearts, their minds. Well, they thought wrong. Merely, the enemy was disguised with a wonderful gift. And by letting that enemy enter their city in disguise, it was the destruction of the city of Troy. The city of Troy was a... Wonderful city. Destroyed at the end of the Bronze Age. The end of the Trojan War. Well, why am I telling this story? Because a lot of times we let things into our lives that seem pretty and wonderful. They seem gifts. They seem like gifts, right? And it's like, oh my gosh, how could I not accept this into my life? Or, this doesn't look that bad. Let me, let me watch this. It's okay. Let me read this. It's okay. Let me be friends with this person. It's okay. But inside that horse, inside that gift, is something you didn't see coming. Because you let your guard down at the idea or the thought Of something being so pretty, such a gift. Really, you're letting the enemy into your life. Really, you're letting a spirit into your life. Well, unfortunately, that that happens to all of us. It has happened to all of us. Anthony, what are you talking about? What are you babbling about, well, let me break it down for you. At the start of high school, I led a few Trojan horses into my life. I thought things seemed pretty. I thought people, and movies, and books, and music, and it all seemed so pretty, so, such a gift, freedom getting older, being an adult. And I led a few Trojan horses into my life. For mm, a few years. And I want to remind you that I'm sharing this under the burden of God. And for a few years... I suffered severely with depression and anxiety. It's hard to admit. It was not the best time of my life. I wasn't as close to God as I should have been or where I was thought to be at. And before anyone thinks of anything, it's nobody's fault but my own. You know, it's very hard to talk about this sometimes because sometimes the people you tell, the loved ones you tell, they blame themselves. What did I do wrong that my friend, that my son, that my daughter, that my sister, that my brother suffered and I didn't even know you couldn't? Sure, some signs might have been there, but you could not know. I think I hit it pretty well. I think I hit it very well in the beginning. You see, I let that spirit, that spirit of depression came over me. And you know what? I let it win. I let that Trojan horse into my life and I let it win. I didn't fight it the way I should have. I made my own mistakes. And it caused me to be in a very, very dark place. A very dark place. The things I loved were no longer lovable. The people I wanted to be with, I didn't want to be with them anymore. Everything became dark, waking up, dragging myself to school, dragging myself home, sleeping the entire afternoon away, being exhausted from being at school, pretending to be okay, and then staying up at night, not being able to sleep. Depression is an evil spirit. And it is not something to be toyed with or played with. It is something dark. And you know what? It happens to the best of us. I'd be lying if I told you that spirit doesn't try to attack me to this day. Because if the enemy knows your weakness, he knows what gets you, he's going to keep using that. But we, as a child of God, equip ourselves more and more every day to fight it easier and easier. And soon you're fighting it and you don't even know it. But you would be a fool to think the enemy wouldn't try the same thing twice. Or something similar. You would be a fool if you thought you could pray one day and everything would be gone tomorrow and the enemy would not come after you. You'd be a fool if you didn't plan for the enemy to use a Trojan horse to get into your life. Because he will. He will present something so wonderful, a friend even a loved one, a movie series, a book series, a musical artist, he'll present it to you with a bow, a gift, as a peace treaty. And he'll retreat for a moment, but once you open that gift, and you open yourself to that gift, that's when he comes in, when you are most vulnerable, when you let your guard down. I say all that to say is it's this is something I've I've wanted to talk about for a while and I couldn't find the strength or the peace to do so. I was very embarrassed about it. Not embarrassed, maybe more I felt shame that I let it happen. It's something that It's not easy to talk about. My anxiety, even to talk about it. I'm done hiding and pretending like I don't fight this. I'm done pretending like I'm the only one that fights it. Because I'm not. Because you're not. Because we aren't alone. The enemy uses some of the same tactics on a wide range of people. Some of my darkest moments, some of my darkest times, some of my darkest days and nights were because I felt or I made myself think I was alone. I was not alone. I am not alone. Finding out that my friends and my family still love me, no matter what kind of emotional problems I'm going through, no matter what I think of myself, that was one of the greatest gifts that God gave me. Being free of that depression and anxiety is one of the greatest gifts God had ever given me. And if you want to say to yourself, Anthony, you didn't suffer from depression. You don't know what depression is. Or depression isn't real. Anxiety is not real. Tell that to 16, 17, 15-year-old Anthony, who stared at himself in the mirror and hated every bit of it. Tell that to 15, to 17, to 18-year-old Anthony who felt like he was never good enough, that he wasn't smart enough, that he wasn't good-looking enough, that he wasn't confident enough to talk about the Bible, to attend church, to wear a suit. Tell that to Anthony, who hated waking up, At times. Because he just didn't want to feel sad anymore. I'm sorry to those loved ones who maybe didn't know this about me. Although it's nerve-wracking that people can listen to this, it makes me feel more comfortable not having to say it to people's faces. And yeah, maybe that's a little bit of a coward in me. But it's the way I work. So it's a little easier saying it over a microphone in my room alone than to a crowd of people, than to a room one-on-one with a person. And if you ask me about it, I might deter from (laughs) talking about it. But (sighs) tell that to Anthony, who didn't know what to do with his life, who... Partly craved God and partly craved not being on earth anymore. I know what depression is because I know what it feels like to claw at hope to feel okay, to be happy, because I fought. For years. To just wake up happy. And it's nobody's fault. But my own. Because I I isolated myself. Because I didn't talk to anyone about it. Because. You know what? I'll be honest. When I tried to talk. Sometimes people make you sound like you're crazy. Crazy. Yeah, maybe I was hurt by a friend or two, and it and it cl- made me close off, and it made me not want to speak to anyone, because I didn't want to be hurt again. But, I found people who accepted me, who loved me, no matter what. And sure, it took years, but I was able to talk about it. It hurt Losing people You know I Bethel lost Rose St. Thomas In September of 2016 I believe it was Wow And it hurt And I felt that Heavily She was a youth choir director, a friend, a family member, metaphorically. She was just, she was a Tati to everyone. And you just have this feeling like, of that it can't be real. And then exactly one year later, I lost my grandmother. And I think I took that the hardest. It was very hard to... Not think about her. I held in every single emotion I could. I didn't want to cry in front of anyone. I held in every tear until I was alone. Because being vulnerable in front of people was part of my anxiety. I didn't want that to happen. Because I didn't want people thinking different of me. It hurt. And it took me... took me seven months to heal. Seven months. And it doesn't seem like a long time, but for me it felt like an eternity. I had so many ups and downs. You know, there were times where I was so anxious that I would be at a friend's house, literally for no reason, anxiety would pop up And I would just have to go to the bathroom and, sorry if this is gross, and throw up. Where I came home every day from culinary school and all the food that I ate was no longer in my system. I know what it's like. And I'm here telling this, why to all of you, why am I putting myself out there? Why am I making myself vulnerable? Because I want people to realize that they're not alone and that I still have to fight every day. Not necessarily like I did back then, but I need to make sure that my prayer life is on its A game, that my Bible reading is on its A game, because that spirit can come about. It can come back. I don't want it to. No one does. But I need to be prepared. I need to be on guard for a Trojan horse, because I need to be able to look at that Trojan horse and say, No, I'm, I'm not trusting that. I have to use the Holy Ghost living inside of me to sense that you know what this isn't okay. That's I'm not accepting that gift. I'm not accepting that movie into my house. I'm not accepting that friend into my life. I'm not accepting that music or that book, I, I can't accept those things into my life because there's an underlying spirit that comes with it that could trigger, that could set off a war inside of me spiritually. But you know what, that's what you get when you have the Holy Ghost. When I was going through those dark days, I was n- never speaking in tongues. I, I I remember there was a long, long time where I didn't speak in tongues. Where I didn't operate in the Holy Ghost. Now, had I operated with the Holy Ghost on a continual basis, on a steady basis, I guarantee I wouldn't have felt the way I felt. Had I communicated with God, with with my friends, with my peers, with spiritual leaders on a regular basis, I guarantee I wouldn't have felt the way I felt. And you know what? It was a horrible dark time in my life. But you know what? I wouldn't trade it for the world. Anthony, you're insane. Why would you not want to erase that time of your life? You know why? Because because I've tried Because I have boggled, I have begged God to take voices out of my head, situations out of my mind. I have begged Him to scrub my mind clean because I didn't want to feel that anymore. You know there are days where even if I feel just a little sad, I get nervous because I never want to feel the way I felt. It is a constant reminder to stay connected to God. Knowing what I don't want to feel is a constant reminder of why I pray every day, why I study my Bible, why I have a relationship with God. Because I never want to go back to that. And you know what? I never want any of you to feel what I felt. I never want to hear someone say that they are so depressed That they want to take their life. Or that they don't want to do anything anymore. That they don't want to live. Because I know what that feels like. And I would wish that not even on my worst enemy. But you know why I also wouldn't trade it? Because I can sit here today and talk to you guys. And let you know my experiences and what I did wrong so you can do it right. So I can give you guys, my friends, my family, my the total stranger listening, a fighting chance to not fall to where I fell. So you know what? I thank God for the trials. I thank God for the test. You know why? Because he allowed that to happen. Because I had an escape. Because you know what? He knew my escape was coming. Because he knew it wouldn't last forever. Because he knew that I would overcome it. That I would sit here and talk to you guys about it. Because he knew that after my grandmother died, two weeks later I would get an acceptance letter from Global Missions. Because he knew that in the month of February, I would go to another country to live for three months. Because he knew that I would live under a missionary's wife who had gifts, prophetic gifts that would know every detail of my life that I hadn't told not a single soul because he knew that she would push me that being on the missions field would push me that I would fast and pray and meet some of the most amazing people in my life that I would finally feel peace and joy and love again because he knew that my life would change for the better over the course of three months Because he knew that I would come back and continue my life better than I ever had. Because he knew I could win. Because he knew I already won. Because he knew that he won it for me. I say all that to say... This is not an easy topic to talk about. It is a very heavy topic. I made a lot of mistakes in my life. I'm not proud of it. But you know what I am proud of? That I came out of it. Do you know how hard it was to tell my parents I suffered from depression? It hurt me so much. It only really hurt because I knew they would look at themselves and say, What did we do wrong? They didn't do anything wrong. I'm an only child, yes. So obviously I am the gem of their eyes, the jewel. I am the prized possession. (laughs) Because I knew they'd, they'd, they'd look at themselves and say... Look what we let happen to our son. Because the fact that I knew they would blame themselves, it hurt me so much. Because I wasn't comfortable explaining how it was all me. Because I don't like to talk about it. It hurt to tell my friends because I felt they would feel the same way. It's nobody's fault but my own. Because I didn't open myself up sooner. Because I didn't consistently seek God or help. Depression is real. Anxiety is real. Mental health is real. You are not crazy. You are not alone. You're going to have your good days. You're going to have your bad days. And I will go as far to say as if you have a bad day or you're just in a rut, don't ever come out of your mouth and go, "Oh man, I'm, I ha- I have depression. I'm so depressed." Don't speak that into your life. Thank God for the little things. Thank God for everything rebuke any spirit of sadness don't accept that spirit into your life now if you're going to turn around and say the spirit of depression is attacking that's different I don't you know if the enemy knows your weakness now let's take it to something else if you're an alcoholic or you're addicted to lust and pornography. The enemy is going to throw things at you that involve those things. He's going to throw commercials with women and men. Because it's both genders. Let's let's go back there. Both genders can suffer from the addiction of pornography or lust. The enemy will throw commercials at you. Movies, TV shows books even he will throw things at you to try to trigger you and he won't stop because that's something you suffered with in the past if you're an alcoholic or a drug addict he's gonna throw you in situations where you're gonna have to say no you're gonna have to turn away so the same thing goes with depression and anxiety he's gonna put you in situations that you're gonna feel anxious about that you're gonna maybe you you suffer with being sad once in a while or There are situations that will make you sad. Excuse me, that's what I meant. Don't accept it. Embrace it a little bit. Embrace saying, you know what? I am anxious. This situation is making me anxious, but you know what? I serve a God that is greater, and he's going to take that away from me right now. And you claim the victory. You claim it going away. Same thing with sadness. You know what? Yeah, I am feeling sad right now. I lost a loved one. I failed the test. I feel like this person doesn't love me. I broke up with this person. Yeah, accept it. You know what? Because it happens. God made us with emotions for a reason. Don't try to become emotionless. That's not what God wants. Say you know what? This makes me sad. But you know what? I have the joy of the Lord. And he's going to fill me with joy and with peace and with love. It's heavy stuff. I apologize if this isn't the type of thing you want you logged on to hear today. Trust me, I didn't log in to talk about this today. It's 9.51 on a Monday night. I'm exhausted. (laughs) But I know I had to talk about this, that I had to get this out there because I know there are people that are having similar issues. You are not alone. It really hurts to know that there are people suffering from this. Because like I said earlier, I never want anyone to feel what I felt. I want you to feel what I feel now. You know what I feel now? Freedom. Love. Joy. God is good. God is so good. And you know what? You need to accept that. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come unto me. All ye that labor, and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. God wants to give you rest today. Psalms 23.4 Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff comfort me. Jeremiah 29.11, For I know the thoughts, for I know the sad thoughts, for I know the depressing thoughts, for I know the anxious thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not evil, to give you an expected end. He knows the thoughts that we have, but saith the Lord, thoughts of peace he wants to give us, not those thoughts of depression, anxiety. None of those. You know. Philippians 4 6, Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Philippians 4 7, And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Last one, 1 Peter 5 7, Casting all your care unto him, for he careth for you. I share all of this today to tell you, to show you, to prove to you. So that you can know that when I talk about this stuff, when I get deeper and I start bringing these topics and discussing each one individually, I know what I'm talking about. Because I have the burden to talk about what I went through. Because I wanted to become a little more vulnerable. Because before you can let me into your life to minister to your hearts and minds, before you let me even near close to that, I wanted to let you into mine. So that you can begin to understand who I am as a person, why I am the way that I am, why I am passionate about the things that I'm passionate about. And you know, maybe we'll talk about certain things more in depth over the next few weeks, but I needed to open up not only for you, but for myself. This is something that I've, I've fought with internally about sharing this because it is just so heavy and it It's very close to home for me because I was afraid of what people would think and say behind my back to my face. Because I was afraid people would turn around and think I was lying. Think that I was making this stuff up that I wouldn't know what I'm talking about. Anthony, you have nothing to be depressed about. You're right, I don't. But it's a spirit. And when that spirit comes in, there's no stopping it. When you let that in, let me correct myself, when you let that in, the only way to stop it is with God, is with Jesus. I say all that to say, I hope you will continue to join me. I hope that you took what I said with love I love all of you. The people that I know, the people I don't know, my friends, my family, I love you all. And none of you are alone. Please know that. If any of you suffer from this, and you don't know who to turn to, you don't know how to turn to someone, please message me. I'm sure most of you have my phone number. I'm sure most of you can find me on social media. Please Let me pray with you. Let me pray for you. You don't have to go through this alone. I recommend you don't. God is with you every step of the way if you just let him. And that was my mistake. I didn't let him. I felt like I wasn't good enough. You're right. You're not good enough, but he's going to do it anyway because he loves us because we're his children. He is going to embrace you. Every single time, day after day, night after night, mistake after mistake. He loves you. He died for you. So you know what? Embrace him. Speak to God. Say, God, I'm sad. I'm depressed. I'm anxious. God, take this away. Give it to him. Lay it at the altar. Go into your prayer closet and start to tear down these strongholds in your lives because it is possible I am living proof that it is possible and I am also living proof that if you don't continue to walk with God close with God reading your Bible praying it can come back and you don't want that I don't want that reach out to somebody this week remind them that you love them remind them that they're enough reach out to someone pray for someone Ask someone, how can I pray with you and for you today? I encourage all of you, spread some love to your friends, to your family. Maybe to somebody who hasn't been to church in a while. Maybe to somebody who you just haven't connected with in a while. Spread some love. Spread some. Invite somebody to church. Go out of your way a little bit. Because your text could save a life. Your text is of, I love you, or I miss you, or I want to see you again, could really help somebody put down that knife, or that pill bottle, or that gun. And I don't mean to be dramatic, but it is the truth. You never know what someone is going through. We, people have been wearing masks long before COVID. Some in positive ways, some in negative ways. Spread some love, guys. Pray for someone else. I'm praying for all of you. I love all of you. I want this to be something that we can talk about openly. So please... Please, 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 reach out if you need help or if you need some extra prayer, because only with God can you get over these strongholds and bondage. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for giving me part of your day. Thank you for letting me talk to you for a little bit. Thank you for letting me show you some love. I'm excited to talk to you again next week, and I hope today touched you the way it touched me. I hope it helped you the way it helped me. Have a great week, and you know what? We'll talk to you again next week on a brand new episode of Church Stuff. Be good, guys.